This call may be recorded or transcribed. Hello, hello, hello. Happy Monday. Welcome to Declare Victory. Has anyone already joined the call that would like to say good morning? Well, God bless you. Good morning. Good morning, Yvonne. Good morning, Yvonne. Good morning, Ramona. God bless y'all. God bless you. Hey, good morning. Good morning. How you doing, sister? Bye. That's good. That's good. We all hope. Say it again. Good morning, beautiful. Good morning, Sister Mama. Magnificent Monday, ladies. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. How are you guys doing this magnificent Monday? God got us up. We own the wake up. Let's let's go. Hey, God is so good to us, y'all. We are so blessed. Glory be to God. Happy Monday. Welcome to Declare Victory. Has anyone else joined the call that would like to say good morning? We would love to hear your beautiful voice. God bless you. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Mary Green. I'm a friend of Donovan. Hi. Say your name again. Mary Dean. Mary Hi. Welcome. Hi. Thank you. So welcome. Welcome to the Claire Victory. Good to hear your voice. Thank you. Good morning. So glad Yes, he did. He woke us up. Hello, welcome to the Claire Victory. Everybody else joined the call that would like to say good morning. You are blessed. We are blessed, y'all. Let's hear your beautiful sound this morning. We would love to hear you. Good morning, it's Susie. Hey, Susie. Hi, Susie. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. I am blessed, sister. I'm blessed. How about you? I'm doing oh, you okay. Bond. You I sure did. <laughs> She's a wonderful sister. Yes, she is the best. Be that. Be <laughs> here. I love her so much. She's a sweetheart. Yeah. Love I you, Yvonne. Love it. 
God bless you. She said, God, Good morning, Susie. You heard her? Susie. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Who is that? Diane. Good morning, everyone. Hey, Love you guys. Good morning, Diane. Good this morning. is me. Love you, too. You made it. <laughs> Love you right back. <laughs> yes. Thank you. It's your sister, girl. Good morning. 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 Good Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good God, we love you. We thank you for, for making plans for us for today, Father. We just thank you as anybody else that have joined the call, that would like to say good morning. We would love to hear your beautiful sound this morning. Blessings this morning. This is Yvette. Hey, what's up, Petra? I'm on way to work. Good morning. Good morning, Vine. You feeling better? Hey, that's it, sis. That's why right there. We bless. The blessing within itself. Thank the Lord. Yeah. Uh, good morning, Sarah. Hey, Shara. Hi, good morning. Good morning. Good to hear your beautiful voice, sister. Thank you. Me too. Thank you, He's so good to us, y'all. So good, better than we can ever be to ourselves. We got a father that's so good. God, I love you and I thank you, Lord. Holy Jesus, thank you. Hello, welcome to Declare Victory. Have anybody else joined the call that would like to say good morning? We would love to hear your voice. We'd love to hear your sound. Good morning, good morning. Are you out there? God, it's so good. Yes, good morning, morning, my sisters and brothers. This is Sister Sylvia. Good morning, Sister Sylvia. How are you doing yes. this morning? Oh, bless, bless, like each and every one of us here. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Thank you. Good morning, Foxy, Moxie, and Sassy Vaughn. This is Restore. Happy Monday. Hey, Restore. Happy Monday. How you doing? Hey. I'm good. Mona, thank you. Friday was off the hook. Yeah, it was. It was. And now we're ready for this magnificent Monday. God got plans for us. Let's go. We know he got a word for us. I'm so grateful. 
Okay, you guys, it looks like it's about that time. Is there anybody else that would like to say good morning? We would love to hear your sound before we get started. Now is the good time. Morning. Good morning. It's Krishanda. Hey, good morning, Krishanda. Good morning, love. Good morning. Happy Monday. Hey, Yvonne. You know, she's getting in. <laughs> I'm so happy she's feeling better this morning, y'all. That is so good. Her leg is still a little sore, but she said it feels better. I'm so grateful for it. Okay, you guys, it looks like it's that time. Um, I'm going to need everyone to please look down at your phone and please make sure your phone is muted as we proceed with the call. Okay, look down, double check, triple check as I pull up the script. Give me one second. Okay, here we go. Okay, before, once again, before we move forward, we ask that you please meet your line so we can proceed. Hello, hello, my name is Moxie Mona, and I'm your host. And the greeter you just heard is Sophie Yvonne show, and we thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 8 a.m. Central Time, and 9 a.m. Eastern Time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed too. Be sure to join us during the month of November where our monthly theme is entitled Thankful. Being thankful for what God does so we can teach others how to be thankful. Glory. There are two announcements for today. The first announcement is please join us tonight and every Monday night for Marriage Matter, for Marriage, the Marriage Matters, for Married Couples or Married Hopefuls. You can call into the same phone number tonight at 6.30 to 6, um, 6.30 to 7.30 p.m. Pacific Time at 8.30 to 9.30 p.m. Central Time and 9.30 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You'll be happy that you did. Secondly, we would like to offer you an opportunity to pick our first in the area of your finances. Our mission at Declare Victory is to offer sound declarations based on biblical truths along with prayer during the week and outreach participation to serve our communities in need. Will you partner with Declare Victory by giving to support our mission? There are three ways to give. The first way is declarevictory.org. The other way is, second way is paypal.me slash declarevictory. Or do the cash app, and it's dollar sign, I declare victory now. We pray blessings for our Heavenly Father be returned to you for giving and trusting in Him. Okay, I really apologize. I did not check the prayer app, so I'm still pray for that. I apologize. Um, there was no prayer request um, spoken um, over the line. And the order of the call is prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Yolandra. The declaration will be brought by Pamela Jordan. Once again, prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Yolandra. And the declaration will be brought by Pamela Jordan. And then we move right into closing comments hosted by our declare, Pamela Jordan. The scripture for today 
is Colossians 4, 2. Devote yourself to prayer, being watchful and thankful. I'll say that again. Devote yourself to prayer, being watchful and thankful. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that all phones should be on mute. Please, everybody, look down again. Make sure that your phone is on mute. It truly protects the integrity of the call so we can get um, good sound backs on the, on, the, on the playbacks. So now I pass the call to our prayer warrior, Yolanda. You guys have a blessed Monday. I love you. But y'all know God loves us. Love you more. Have a good Monday. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord God, I come to you this morning, God, with praise and clapping of my hands. Lord God, I acknowledge you as Lord and Savior of my life, Lord God. I thank you, God, for yet another day, Lord God. God. I thank you, God, for waking us up, Lord God. I thank you for the sweet slumber, God, that you've given us and the protection up until this point. God, I call you great and glorious. God, you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And Lord God, we thank you. Oh God, we come to you right now in the sweet name of Jesus. No sweeter, no powerful, no more powerful name that I know, God, is the name of Jesus, Lord God. When we call on his name, Lord God. Lord God, when we call on his name, Lord God, you hear our cry, Lord God. You hear our our petitions, Lord God, and you see into the innermost uh, corners of our hearts, God. I thank you right now, Lord God, for sweeping us up, Lord God. I thank you, God, for sequestering us, Lord, and separating us, God, from the world, God. I thank you, God, because we are your people, Lord Jesus. I thank you, God, because we have been separated, Lord God, and I thank you, God, that we walk we walk in your way, Lord God. We give our lives over to you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, God, I pray right now in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that every unconfessed prayer, Lord God, any unspoken prayer, Lord God, anyone, Lord God, that has a prayer on their heart, a need, a supplication, Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord God, that you will answer that prayer, Lord God according to your will, Lord God. I bless your name, God. I thank you for Yvonne, God. I thank you, God. I thank you for her sound, God. Hallelujah. I thank you for her spirit, God. I bless I bless her, Lord God, and I pray, Lord God, and I thank you, God, that she is feeling better today. I thank you for the dedication and commitment, Lord God, of Ramona, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, over her life. I pray, Lord God, over her spirit. Oh, God. Oh, God, I just pray, Lord God. I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice. God, forgive us for our sins. Anything that we may have done against you, Lord God. Anything, Lord God, that has caused you to grieve, Lord God, we pray that you will forgive us, Lord God, and we will not walk. Lord God, that we will not walk against you, God. Oh, God, but we will look to you for everything that we need. Oh, God, I bless your name this morning. I bless your name this morning, God. You are great and glorious and kind, Lord God. Oh, God, I pray for the, uh, uh, excuse me, I pray, Lord God, for the conditions of this world, Lord God. 
everything seems to be, Lord God, a miss and a wry, Lord God. There's so much to the left, Lord God, of what your word says. But we know, God, that your word is right and righteous, Lord God. We know that your word is true and firm, Lord God. We know that your word, Lord God, will go beyond this world, Lord God, because your word says, Lord God, that heaven and earth will pass away, God, but you are eternal. You are forever, Lord God. You are infinite, Lord God. You are strong, God, and I bless your name, God. I thank you, God, for our lives this day, Lord God. I pray that each and every one of us will go out into the marketplace, Lord God, and be a uh, a light into your path, Lord God. Help us, Lord God, to reach out to the next person and tell them of your goodness and your glory, God. Let our lives, Lord God, let our lives be a demonstration of who you are. God, we thank you for this time of thanksgiving. We thank you for this month, Lord God. We thank you, God, for everything that you've done for us, the things that you do for us, Lord God, that we are not even aware of, God. Oh, God, I am so so grateful for you, Lord God. I thank you, God. I need you, God. We love you, God. We thank you, God. Hallelujah. So as we take our phones off of mute, Lord God, I pray, Lord God, that our sound will reach the heavens, Lord God, and that it will be acceptable unto you, God. As a sweet Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you so much, Yamandra, for that uh, beautiful prayer. Um, really just took us straight up to the throne of heaven. And um, thank you for the host, for um, greeting us this morning. And um, to all of you who are calling in and listening in today, just wanted to say good morning. And it is just such a blessing to be uh, on the call this morning and a blessing to be able to uh, present to you the declaration this morning. Um, today's uh, declaration will be dealing with uh, thankful praise. Thankful praise. I'll be coming from Psalms uh, 31st chapter, verses 1 through 3. Um, as we kind of prepare for uh, this year's Thanksgiving holidays and Christmas and, you know, all of the holidays that are, are coming this, through the latter part of this year, um, next week, um, we find ourselves getting overloaded with so much pressure, uh, pressure to perform, pressure to uh, make sure that we prepare the meal just properly, just right. Uh, do we brine the turkey? Do we fry the turkey? Do we roast the turkey? Like, do we do dressing or, or, or um, is it stuffing? Like, or what's the difference? You know, do we do sweet potatoes or yams? And is there even a difference between sweet potatoes and yams? Um, so many of us will be standing in our grocery stores and um, some of us will be on Instacart and shopping for uh, this holiday and as we prepare for this holiday, you know, it just adds that much more pressure to us, uh, you know, praying that things go right, praying that everybody would just get along, uh, praying that uh, we will have some uh, semblance of, of this new normal in our lives, you know, praying that uh, the family and everybody uh, will have a, a great time uh, praying that everybody's vaccinated. <laughs> you know, as we deal with uh, things in our lives, we find ourselves just under a lot of pressure, um, pressure just adding up in our lives. Over the last year, through this pandemic, you know, we've dealt with the pressure of everything being on Zoom. You know, we had birthdays on Zoom, we had holidays on Zoom, anniversaries on Zoom, you name it, everything was on Zoom. And we all literally have been through some serious pandemic pressure in our lives. And as we sort out all of this pressure that we've undergone over the last three years, um, you know, our, our students, our, our young people have had to have classes online and deal with the pressure of going to school online. Thank God school is in now because all of that new math was like driving me nuts, helping my nephew and nieces with all that new math. I mean, and what's wrong with the old math and why does it no longer work? Like, really? There's new math? So, like I said, there's just so much pressure that we find ourselves dealing with. My family personally have, you know, been undergoing an immense amount of pressure, um, you know, dealing with my parents as they are aging. And, 
my um, father's 90 and my mother's approaching 90 and uh, having issues with Alzheimer's. My son and I were blessed to be able to uh, be there this summer and help care for them this summer. And that added even more pressure, you know, the pressure of wondering, you know, how they're going to be when we're gone and what what's happening to them. And if we have caretakers there, are the caretakers really taking care of them? You know, we had to install cameras and, you know, just to be able to monitor them and make sure that they're okay once we left. And I'm just sharing some of my experience with, with the pressure that we've had to undergo. I can't even imagine what some of you have gone through. Um, not to mention the COVID pounds. Uh, am I the only one who had COVID pounds? <laughs> I mean, who knew that you could just go on your phone and select an app and food will just show up right at your front door? I mean, I thank God for HubGrub and DoorDash and Uber Eats and all of those meals that just show up at your front door. But unfortunately, it adds a lot of pounds on the hips and the stomach and everywhere else. And it adds pressure because now you have to deal with losing weight so that you can fit back into your clothes. Yes, a lot of us have endured a lot of pressure over the last years. And I want to, uh, as we get into today's declaration, um, I want to talk about this pressure and just what pressure is. Um, like I said, as we approach this holidays, we're going through so much pressure. Um, but let's look at what, what pressure is. Um, pressure can allow you to go through some of the greatest time of your life, but we still go through pressure. Um, we have that pressure to perform, the pressure to do right, the pressure to make sure that everything's perfect. And in spite of this pandemic, we go through we've been going through this immense pressure. Um, now, the definition of pressure is this continual physical force exerted on or against an object uh, by something in contact with it. It's the action of pressing. Our pre blood pressure is that force of our heart that's pumping to push our heart our, our blood throughout our body. Scientific pressure is that force applied perpendicular to the surface of an object. It's that force that's pressing down on an object or surface. Pressure doesn't have to have negative effects because when you add proportion, it makes you go higher. It, it makes you move faster and perform greater. Pressure has differences. Um, there's a variance of pressure. Like you can press your finger against the wall and not make a lasting impression. But if you use that same figure, finger and apply pressure to a thumbtack, it can create a lot of damage to a wall. 
In fact, it can sink so deep into the wall that thumbtacks apply pressure because that concentration of force, force in a small area can begin to uh, pierce the wall. And that's what the pressure that we're going through feels like. It, it just feels so piercing. Now my pressure, like I said, may not be your pressure, but we all are going through pressure. And that's why I love Psalm 34, um, especially as we um, prepare for this Thanksgiving holiday, as we look at this um, topic and theme for our declarations this month of thankful. Psalm 34 really helps me and encourages me and it strengthens me when I go through times of pressure because David in this psalm help us to see that the byproduct of pressure can be praise. Pressure doesn't have to have the final say. It doesn't get the last word. The pressures of this life can be a catalyst to produce praise. I want to remind everybody to please make sure your phone is on mute. Just double check and make sure your phone is on mute. Thank you. We can praise God in the pressure. We can be thankful to God in spite of what's going around us because we can praise in the pressure. We can give praise in our pressure. So let's pull up your chair because the therapist is here and help you to learn how to praise during the pressure. Let's look at these first three verses in Psalm 34. Uh, actually, first, let me give you a little history of Psalm 34. It's found in um, Samuel um, chapter 21, verses 10 through 15. And in the text, David is running from King Saul, who had his mind set on taking David's life. He thought David was trying to steal the kingdom away from him. And David, feeling that pressure of Saul and his army, he began to seek refuge uh, um, from Saul, and he seeks refuge with King Ahaz. And, and he began to, uh, the people begin to remind King Ahaz that Saul had killed his thousand, but David had killed his ten thousand. And this reminder of David's victory made King Achish a little skeptical of David. And it added even more pressure to David's situation. Can you imagine? And David was so stuck. He was under that thumbtack. He couldn't go home because he knew it would be dangerous. He couldn't stay where he was because it was becoming dangerous. So David hatched a plan to play crazy in order to get thrown out of the kingdom. How many of y'all have acted crazy in order to try to get resolution to your pressure? Now this act actually ended up saving David's life. Because once he was out of harm's way, he began to pen this psalm. 
that starts with, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast of the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Now, pressure will cause you to do some crazy things. It can push us. It can press us. Life can pressure us. And David's response was to push it right back. And the way that he pushed by praising God, David's response was to praise in the pressure. We can learn from David. Number one, we can learn that when you look at the very first verse when he says, I will bless the Lord, praise can be personal. It must be personal. When he starts off with this particular psalm, he starts off with I. It starts with me. It starts with us. Each verse has a personal pronoun, I, my, me. See, praise begins with us. My mouth, my soul, with me. Praise begins with me because I am the one who will be producing, who will be uh, um, presenting praise. Um, if you look at Saul, uh, Paul, in Romans verses 1 and 2, he says, therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies up as living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. For this is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the patterns of this world, but be conformed to the patterns, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good and pleasing and perfect will. Paul is telling us that praise begins by being personal and personal praise produces humility. It makes us humble. It makes us do this self-examination and that's what Paul is talking about. And once we... Um, do this self-examination, we're able to um, sacrifice, you know, we, we begin to sacrifice ourselves. And as we sacrifice ourselves, it produces repentance. And as we repent to God, we, we begin to praise him. Yes, personal praise produces Humility. We have to be honest where we are. You have to be transparent about what you are doing and how you are doing in this pressure. Because many of us are faking it to make it. We don't want to show anyone that this pressure is affecting us. But praise is a sacrificial praise, and the sacrifice is us, and we've got to tell the truth and shame the devil. 
and be honest with what's going on in our lives with one another. Because pressure can produce praise. Um, let me help break it down a little bit more. Um, I don't know how many of you cook um, in your kitchen using a device called the pressure cooker. Now, a pressure cooker cooks and, and it works because it locks in this eternal steam and pressure by, and this pressure will raise the temperature in order to cook the food at a faster weight. It cuts the cooking time because of all the heat. By the pressure, it cuts it in half or less than half. And because there's so much internal pressure, it's necessary to release the steam before you open the cooker. You cannot open that lid of a pressure cooker until all the pressure on the inside is equal to the pressure on the outside. And the release valve is what enables you to get that, get to the good stuff on the inside of the pressure cooker. We're like pressure cookers. Stuff happens in our lives and we internalize it. Stress happens and we suck it up. Life happens and we take it in and we keep it to ourselves. And the challenge is not taking it in, but the challenge is how is it going to come out? The text says, I bless. David released his pressure by blessing. However, many of us take an alternative approach by cursing. Now, I know this by my own experience because pressure will push you to cuss. It will push you to pop off on people. And this is why the pressure cooker, you must release that steam because the steam is going to come out. It's going to come out. The question is, how are you going to channel it? James tells us that blessings and cursings come out of the same mouth. So many of us, I'm included, <laughs> have tried the alternate options. We've cussed it out, we've kicked it out, I've cried it out, I've screamed it out, I've hollered it out, I've stomped it out. But let's all take lessons from David. He blessed it out. Running from his life, he blessed it out. Under the pressure of Saul, he blessed it out. Allow the pressure to push us to praise. And it doesn't have to be complex. If you don't know what to say, just say, thank you, Lord, for keeping my mind. Thank you, Lord, for keeping me from cussing people out. Thank you, Lord, for keeping me today. Thank you, Lord, for protecting me. Thank you, Lord, for another day. Thank you, Lord, for healing my body. Thank you, Lord. It doesn't have to become anything difficult to say. Just say thank you. Because praise produces humility, and it makes us do a personal evaluation and examination of our lives. Praise starts with us, me. It's personal. It starts with I. Second, praise is persistent. Right here in the first two words, it says, I will. To persist means to continue firmly. 
continue forcefully despite the difficult opposition. The text continues, I will bless the Lord at all times. It's precisely translated at every time, every moment of the day. It's persistent. All the time, we must press back on the pressure because the root of pressure is press. When you look at the word pressure, the root word is press. Paul tells us in Philippians chapter 3, 12 through 14, not that I have already obtained all of this, or have already, but I press on to take hold for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but this one thing I do, forgetting what is behind me and straining towards what is ahead, I press towards the goal of the prize of the high calling of Jesus Christ. We need to make sure if we are going through pressure, we need to press. If you're going to have a praise, you need to press. If you're going to have a pandemic moment, you need to have a pandemic press. And it must be persistent. It must be continual and all the time praise and all the time press because persistent praise produces credibility. It makes you stop looking down at your own situation to look up to the one who holds every situation in our lives. We need to become more credible as, as Christians and allow our focus to shift. We don't need to look at the world situation like the world does. We need to shift. We need to look up. We're familiar with Peter's story when he walked on water. He was fine as long as his focus was on Jesus, but as soon as he became aware of the wind and the wave, he began to sink. Now, the irony of this text is that the wind and the wave were already there before he ever stepped out of the boat. He was walking before he was sinking. But when his focus changed, his situation changed. And the joy of this text is that when Peter's focus flipped, Jesus never stopped walking. We must shift our focus shifting the decision that we must make. For many of us are going through life during this pandemic on autopilot. It, it, autopilot's like when a pilot relinquishes control to this computer. It, it's like the difference between a standard shift in a car and an automatic car. When you have an automatic transmission, it, it's easier to drive. A lot of us don't drive automatic, I mean, um, um, standard shift because it's harder to drive. But we love automatic because you can just 
sit down and drive and it automatically shifts. It's easier to drive. However, this life is not like autopilot. It's, it's not like an automatic transition. It's more like a standard shift because a standard shift requires that you must take time. It, you must press on a clutch in order to shift the gears. And as you begin to shift gears, you cannot go from first to fifth, but you have to work your way to each gear in order to get through to fifth. And with every shift, you can go faster, and every shift, you can go further, and every shift, you can go faster and better and steadier, and the car begins to move. It's a personal decision for you to shift. David in this text made a personal decision to shift his focus from Saul to a persistent praise. He stopped looking at the midst of everything happening around him and he began to look up to one who was greater. Can I ask you all to please mute your phone? Just please check and make sure your phone is on mute. Can you please make sure your phone is on mute? Yes, David shifted his focus. He shifted his focus and began to focus on God Almighty. He began to focus not on the pressure that was around him, but he focused on his praise to God. As he said, I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praise will continually be in my life. That's a shift. I will sing to the Lord because he's bountifully to me. That's a shift. I will say to the Lord that he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him will I trust. That's a shift. We need to learn how to shift. As you quote scriptures and praise God in your life, as you go through pressures, it allows you to shift further and further. You can shift into gear. And before you know it, you're shifting into fifth grade saying, oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Because that's a shift. Because God desires that we praise him. And each time we get pressure, feel the pressure, we can shift to the next level. As we look at this particular text, we find that Paul is constantly focusing on God. As he say, I will bless, my soul shall make her boast. Let us exalt his name. We are focusing on God. Some of us are listening for our our our, our help and our 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 provision from the world. And if you're looking for your provision and your help from the world, you're looking too low because we need to make a shift and look higher, look a little higher. If you're looking for your relatives or your spouse or your loved one, you're looking too low. 
You need to look for your help a little higher. The Bible tells us that I will look to the hills from which cometh my help, because our help comes from the Lord, for he is our help. The Bible tells us that God in heaven inhabits the praises of his people. Our personal persistence, our praise, allows God to bless and praise him in the midst of our pressure. And as we shift our attention and focus on him, we can rise a little higher. We can go a little faster. We can go a little further. Oftentimes we sing that song, when the praises go up, blessings come down. I love it to sing, when the praises go up, the blessed one comes down. Because it's only when we praise God, he comes down and he dwells within us and he tabernacles within us. And he inhabits us. He steps down into my situation. He begins to help me right where I am. The more I praise, the more I experience God, the more I praise, the more he, he begins to see me through my situation. The Bible says that we must lift up our hands, O you gates, and be ye lifted up so that the king of glory shall come in. Who is the king of glory? It's the Lord, strong and mighty. He is the king. We must get a persistent praise that can shift our focus to God because praise is persistent. Praise must be personal. And in verse 3, praise, praise must be public. It says, oh, magnify the Lord with me and be glad and exalt and let us exalt his name together. One commentary writes, the positive side of this type of humility is simple, selfless enthusiasm. It's pure joy in the midst of our triumph. Paul talks about boasting in his passage to the Corinthians, and he begins to recall his own humiliation and escape and the lessons that he learned. In Corinthians chapter 11, 30 through 33, Paul says, but if I must brag, I'd rather brag on the things that show how weak I am so that God the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, who is to be praised forever and ever, knows that I am not lying and I tell the truth. But the Damascus governor, the king of Azar, the city gate guards, ordered an arrest against me. But I was lowered down in a basket in a, in a, through a window. Paul begins to show us his selfless enthusiasm, even in the midst of his pressure. He's not bragging on himself. He's bragging on God. He's bragging on his help. 
because in our mouth is a testimony that shows how big God is and who God is. We all have a God experience. We all have that situation where we can say, but God. We found ourselves in situations through this pandemic, but God. We found ourselves in pressure, but God. Even if we find ourselves in a mess that we made, even in situations that self-caused, we know that God is able, but God. It is only through God that can lift us and deliver us and bring us through our pressure. And as long as you praise him and become his mouthpiece and begin to praise him to the world, because public praise allows people to show, see who God is. You put God on display when you praise him publicly. In the Living Bible, Psalms 2 and 3 says it this way. If things aren't going well, here's what you do. Join me in spreading the news together so we can get the word out. You see, one of the greatest questions that I believe is in the Bible is when God asked Moses, what's in your hand? <laughs> and he's sending Moses back to Egypt to be his mouthpiece. God is asking us today in the face of the pandemic, in the face of our problems, in the face of our pressure, before we get to any situation that we encounter, God is asking what is in our mouth? What is in our mouth? We should be able to answer. We have a praise in our mouth. We have a blessing in our mouth. We have a worship in our mouth. We have adoration in our mouth. We have thankfulness in our mouth. We have thanksgiving in our mouth because we praise God. Our praise is personal. It's persistent. It's public because we can praise in the pressure. We can praise in this pandemic. We can praise when we want things to change in our lives. We can praise when people are petty. We can praise when people are going through, uh, people are throwing all kinds of things against us. When people are being pathetic, yes, we can praise. We can say, yes, I can bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be in my mouth. Yes, my soul will make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt him together. Because praise can push us through times of pressure. Pressure can allow us to elevate our position so that we can be right, see right at God that we can keep our eyes elevated at God. Praise can allow us to shift gears so that we can move through any situation in our lives. When we are praising God and we remain thankful and we remain hopeful and we have gratitude for all that God has done for us, our perspective in our lives will shift. God bless you all. Want to open it up now for 
are those who would like to say good morning. Maybe you just want to praise. Take your phones off mute. Well, good morning. My name my name is Mary Dean. I'm Reverend Dean from New Creation Bible Fellowship Church, and I have um, been invited here by my friend Diane, um, and I'm just grateful this morning to be a part of such a powerful prayer and a powerful time of declaration. So I just thank you all for allowing me to join in, and I hopefully I'll be back again in the morning, God willing. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Good morning, Pamela. It's Rochelle. Great. Awesome. Life applicating. Uh, declare. Good morning, Rochelle. Good morning, Pam. It's Didi. Awesome share. Awesome. That We needed that life application, like my sister said. And welcome, Mary. Thank you. Good morning, Pamela. Good morning. Good morning, Moni. Good morning, it's Monica. Good morning, Monica. Good morning, it's Natasha. Beautiful, powerful work. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning, Carlin. It was amazing. Oh, my God, I needed it so much this morning. Thank you, guys. Good morning, Natasha. Good morning. It's Christina Joy. That was an awesome declaration. Thank you for your share. Good morning, Christina. Good morning, Pamela. It's glorious. Gloria, God bless you. Thank you for that word. Praise God. Um. Let us move on into the love, life, and victory. Um, if anyone has any questions or comments or need any clarification, please uh, share now. Here's Rochelle. Emma. Yeah, let's try to get somebody else. Oh, go ahead. When uh, you always at the same time. Go ahead, Rich. Go ahead. Oh. I'll update you, sister. Okay. So, Pamela, um, you said so much. Um, but when you start, when you started to talk about the um the shit we call it a stick shit. That's the word. Um, I'm not not gonna say in my days, but when I learned to drive that kind of car, we called it stick shit. And when someone bought me a stick shift, he was like, if you don't learn how to drive it, I'm gonna take it from you. And it, as he was teaching me how to drive it, he was like, now change now switch now switch but i didn't know what the now switch meant but i had to learn the car i had to listen for the sound of the the changing of the gears when it was time <clears throat> and i also had to feel the motion of the car not just le- looking at the speedometer thing but i had to be in sync with the car and it's just like a per- personal relationship learning when to shift to hearing to hear the time to shift and the motion as to when to move. It was just amazing. It took me all the way back there. Um, 
and 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 that's what I got out of it. I mean, I got so much more about David. Um, that scripture is amazing because he actually retarded to get free. So, but your declaration was just so on point, and it just spoke to life. You know, everyday life things that we go through. So, God bless you. Oh, God bless you. God bless you. Yeah, I learned on a stick shift too, um, and uh, it. It is, you definitely do have to be in sync uh, with the car in order to uh, get it into the proper gear. And like you said, it's not always looking at the speedometer. It's just, you know, the timing and knowing, you know, when listening to the vehicle, knowing when to shift and to get into the next gear. Uh, Thank you so much for sharing. Hey, so Pamela, <laughs> I'm laughing because my very first car um, that I bought myself was a 1981 Honda Civic with the little uh, <laughs> hatchback thing. It was white. I went by myself to Concord and thought I was grown and got took because I didn't know that it was a stick until, you know, it was time to drive <laughs> it. I was like, oh, Lord, I had to find everything was done. But to learn that, like Rochelle said, and tearing up cars and my brother thank god was a mechanic so he was able to fix it but to learn how to to shift that thing i was telling my husband the other day with all these uh, youngsters trying to be carjackers and stuff let them try to steal a stick shift and they don't know (laughs) but um i know right right but what you said oh my god i've been in a place of thankfulness because with this pandemic i mean i have lost so many loved ones i'm not the only one but i know people who have literally lost uh, four or five relatives, and it's so heartbreaking, and not just losing their their loved ones, but some people have lost businesses and homes, and you know their lives are not the same. So my thankfulness is honestly, I'm thankful for today. I'm thankful for my my sound mind. I'm just thankful for being able to get up and move. And I tell people all the time. I'm only working out because I get to, not because I got to, if that makes any sense. And as long as I can, and I've been having some real um, difficulties in my body, like pain that I've never felt, but I'm pressing through it because I'm like, Lord, I thank you for just another opportunity. And when Sister Yvonne was crying out because her leg was hurting her, I said, oh, God, I will run. I actually did a whole workout because of my sister, who I know if she could get up and run and work out, she would. So I'm just thankful. And I thank you for how you share. I'm thankful for you and David. I'm just thankful for um, this call. I'm thankful for how we are here today because somebody didn't wake up. And we have to really just press into that, not worrying about, you know, I hear people say how good they, you know, they've been prosperity for this, whatever. But be thankful for life. Be thankful that you can breathe on your own and not on the ventilator. So much to what you said this morning. So I just want to thank you for that. And um, I'm going to start driving. I have, we have a six shift. I'm going to start keeping my, my (laughs) skills up because we just never know. So I thank you and I love you. I love you too. Is there anyone else who would like to share? Yeah, I remember when I was um, probably 15 years old, maybe younger than that even, um, my sister, this was the very first car I ever drove, um, my, and I was going to share this story in the declaration, but um, I didn't want it to go extremely long, but um, 
my sister was pregnant with my niece and she had my niece in the hospital and uh, my mom and I caught a train to go check on them in Chickasha, Oklahoma. And my sister had this little green gremlin that was a stick. And uh, my mom ended up getting sick uh, while we were there, the, the very first night we got there. And um, she ended up having um, a miscarriage that we, we were all shocked because we didn't even know she was pregnant. And my sister was in the hospital having the baby. And I had to go pick up my sister from the hospital with the baby and drive her gremlin because my mother had gotten to the hospital in an ambulance. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm, I'm going to have to try to figure out how to drive this, this car. And it was a stick. And I was like, you know, on the road. My sister was on the phone with me trying to, you know, tell me how to, you know, what to do prior to me jumping in the car because back then there was no cell phone. <laughs> So she was talking me through what to do. So I had to figure it out in order to get to the hospital. But that was like a nightmare. But it is, you know, doing a stick shift is extremely difficult. And, you know, if you don't shift it just right, it's going to stall. Good morning, Pamela. Good morning. I realize how much I miss you, so I'm hearing your voice now. I'm like, we haven't talked in a while. <laughs> I pray that all is well. I know you've been really busy with your family and praying for your parents. Yeah. Um, I'm just grateful that you guys can step in and do the work, you know, because some people don't have their parents wish they could be there for them or some have them, and they're not there for them, whatever the situation right. is. So, just thankful that you are there. I remember, I still can't drive a stick to this day, um, but I remember one of my encounters with an angel was when I got stranded driving my roommate's car over in Turkey, which was a stick, and this angel showed up out of nowhere on a bicycle. And I kid you not, when he got finished helping me, he was gone. <laughs> he just wow. Up, he was gone. I was like, okay, that must have been an angel way over That's here in this God. foreign country. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I was thinking, you know, I, even though I don't know that much about shifting um, with gears, I know that this is so appropriate for your message that when there's different terrain or you have to go up hills or down hills, those are the times that an automatic car will do it for you. But when you have that stick shift, you got to change gears, right? And I know about messing up the gears and messing up your transmission, but still the, the art of driving it is to know when to shift because of the terrain or because of the change in the road conditions or going up a hill or down the hill or around the curve or going fast or going slow or whatever. So um, that's just like life. We are going to have um, some valley experiences, getting up to the mountaintop experiences, going around the curve when we need to take uh -huh. it slow, when we need to speed up. Come on now, right? And so <laughs> if we're not able to shift, um, something's going to happen to the body. So as our mind thinks, and, and as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. If our minds aren't able to shift according to the word of God, like you were saying, and get that praise on, get that thought back to having this mind that's in us and that's in Christ Jesus, getting that mind to being transformed, it's going to take a toll on our body. And we won't shift oh. quick enough where we'll end up messing up that transmission. Come on, we'll end up messing up, stressed out, having anxiety, all yeah. of the stuff that when he tells us to cast our cares upon him because he cares for us, because he knows what the enemy's trying to do to us. 
And if we're thinking on him, he'll keep us in perfect peace. I've been having this conversation all week long about our thinking, right? And it affects our bodies. And it's so simple that the enemy tries to make it so difficult that we stay in the place of turmoil and we stay in the place of depression. I'm not talking about the clinical kind where you need medicine. Got to keep throwing that in there. Or we stay in the place of anxiety and fear. And God keeps working it out. Don't he keep working it out, y'all? I know he keeps working it out. He does. And we find on the other side, hopefully stronger. <laughs> Transmission still intact, meaning our body's still intact. Get it together. If we got to work it out, right, to release some good endorphins, when we think it has such a great impact um, on, on us, period. And I think that's a, a well-kept secret that the enemy wants to keep from us, but God makes it so plain in his word for us. So thank you, sis. I love you. We wanted to share oh, that to hear you. Great, great, great share, oh, too, by the way. I love how you work everything well. All in peace, girl. I heard you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Pressure, push, praise. <laughs> yeah. Love you, girl. Anyone else like to share? Good morning, beautiful. Thank you so much for your declaration. This is kind, Kim. Um, I truly enjoyed that. Good morning, beautiful. Good morning. Good morning, good morning. Um, What stuck out to me was um, several things, especially that press, when you were speaking of that pressure cooker. Um, (laughs) So many things came to mind. I actually just burned myself recently on some steam. you definitely have to be mindful, you know, that it's within you. I mean, it's within the pot, it's within you. We will feel the pressures, you know. We have to come to our Father for that release, and we have to make sure that we're getting it all in and giving it all to him because if we think that, you know, sometimes it's, you know, we can pull back early, again, you end up with that burn. Um, You will get burned by the fire. Um, But the reason I unmuted my line today is as the ladies were sharing, I was thinking about, that standard as well. And my girlfriend actually on the line, Shara, we had a friend that allowed us to drive his car, just nice. You know, a stick shift is kind of challenging. He took us on a two-way little street um, highway and just gave us the keys. And, you know, my friend Shara, she picked it up right away. I just didn't get it, you know, and it kind of reminded me of our walk with God. You know, sometimes we're amongst the godly friends that we have and, you know, God just doesn't, um, or we don't receive God the same time that they do. But before the end of the day, I ended up getting it. I learned at 19 when my sister let me borrow her car, I wanted to drive it so bad. I didn't even tell her I didn't know how to drive a um, a stick. Um, but what I ended up doing over time with some standards is um, doing what was necessary, you know, as Sister Rochelle said, listening and watching and, you know, being mindful to go into the appropriate gear. But I was a little heavy, you know, sometimes things get heavy. I was heavy on that clutch when I was going in and, and hitting the clutch. And I didn't think I was, but I guess I was because I blew the clutch out. Then I had to take it to the shop, right? So, you know, sometimes we may even feel like we're doing what God wants us to do, but we need to sometimes get to the shop, get to our father and get that reactivation, um, wow. you know, to make sure that we're lined up appropriately according to exactly what he has, because it might not be um, us doing the wrong thing. It just may not be us doing what he wants us to do. So um, mm-hmm. I had to learn through blowing out that clutch that, okay, I got to shift a little softer. I don't have to do it so hard, you know, 
maybe listen a little bit more strategically to the time of the shifting that's required and all of those things. So yeah, you just had me thinking the entire time. I praise God for you, Sister Jordan, and I hope that you have a, a magnificent Monday. Love all of my friends. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much for sharing. You're right, because you have to be really gentle on that clutch, you know, and not be, you know, really heavy on the clutch or holding the clutch in the whole time while you're trying to shift in between different gears. Um, you can definitely blow out a clutch. And that that goes back to us trying to be in control when we need to, you know, allow God in control and to allow God to, like, um, uh, who was that who was first talking about listening to the clutch? You know, if we listen to God and know his voice, you know, he will speak to us and direct us on how to get through, you know, times in our lives so that we will know when to shift when we hear his voice. Thank you so much for sharing. I just had a thought. Sometimes we need to know when to quit, too. I would just like to get it. (laughs) Get it. I'm driving automatic. Never mind. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. I ain't supposed to be in that lane. I ain't supposed to be in that car. I ain't supposed to be doing that. (laughs) No, right. At least, like she said, because folks be on autopilot, I'm just going to say. When you're in that that fast lane. Uh, Right. Come on. Slow down, pull over, right, exit off and go park. Go to a park and rest and and sit down somewhere. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. That's that part when that shift gets all loud and you can't hear above when it's so bright. The car gets a shaking. It starts burning up and starts smelling stuff. Anyone else who'd like to share? I um, was listening to you all, and I noticed one thing that was in common in each of these stories about the the stick shift and learning how to drive it. Everyone knew how to drive already, but needed specific instruction on how to drive the stick shift. And it's just like how God gives us specific instruction through um, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit on how to navigate through life. So that's the, that's one thing I noticed. Um, yeah, I've had that same situation too, getting stuck on the hill, trying to drive a stick for the first time. Mm-hmm. Hilarious. <laughs> and and it is something that is, if you've never done it, you, you really do need help. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Window that out the cut and give it gas at the same time. Mm. It's a very science to the madness. Got to do it quick. You're going to get stuck. Yeah. Right. Or roll back. Or roll or back. Roll back. <laughs> Wait, that's a real good point. What Way is it in that makes us think we can do it and we don't know nothing about it? How about that? I got this. Mm. Lisa, imagine me having to drive from Concord to Richmond. And I didn't know what I was doing, but the people let me drive it off because I had already signed the papers. And I had, <laughs> that was before Highway 4 was modified. You know what I mean? It was two lanes. My mama Thank was so food. mad at me, but I made it. I probably needed to get my car. You should have sued them. <laughs> that ain't even right. <laughs> ain't even right. I blew your warranty after the first. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
thank you guys all for um, participating in this love, life, and victory. And you know, just such a, a blessing hearing all your voices and hearing all the sounds. Um, you know, God is just so good. We have so much to be thankful for. Um, if there's no one else who would like to share or say anything, I just want to say real quick because I was getting Yvonne ready. God is so good, you guys. That's so funny because when I, I didn't learn how to drive until I think I was about 28, 29. You know, my dad pretty much, I ain't gonna lie, you guys, I was spoiled. My daddy pretty much picked me up for all my appointments still and took me everywhere. And so I was just blessed in that and I never learned how to drive a stick. But since, you know, I could drive now. But that's God is so good. But it was just so funny to me. Let's say everybody said I was just sitting there going, wow. I never learned how to do that. I didn't even learn. <laughs> I didn't even have to drive myself until I was wow. 30 years old. <laughs> yeah, but God is so good. My father is still in control because he's still driving me. Oh, thank Amen. you, Father. Amen. <laughs> I love you guys. Yeah. I have a great declaration. Yvonne was saying the same thing, but she's in there. She's getting ready. But we love you, and that was such a great declaration. And, and the whole thing says, so I mean, I got to listen to the playback because it was just so rich and something that I just wanted to be more implanted, especially the, the scriptures and everything. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I love you so much. And to give love, such a blessing. Good morning. Good morning. This is Sister Lisa. I'm just—I just say right now, I am thankful this morning for God's love as I'm going through, and I know that He's walking with me through the uh, pressure and everything. I can put my burdens down on Him, and that uh, He loves me to give me peace through His love. So thank you so much for your decoration. Oh, you're so welcome. Yes, yes, he is with us throughout all of the hard times in our lives. Uh, We just need to make sure that we keep our focus on him. We keep our eyes on him. Amen. Amen. Pamela, can I just tell Mona, that just shows us we're never too old for our father to keep covering us and taking care of us. Yes. Don't feel left out, Mona, honey. You still, you had it good. I wish my dad could have drive me around for all the thirties, but I was trying to make moves. So. I know, right? <laughs> sister Pamela, when um, when Sister Moxie was talking about, um, you know, her father driving her, I was already, I had favor on my mind because I had purchased a stick shift that was $150 at a tow yard, and it did not have a fourth gear. But despite not having a fourth gear, I would pick up the seed after third and pop that baby into fifth. And God gave me favor and allowed me to get where I was going. I said, why ain't going to speak again? Because I have a tendency to want to say a lot of stuff, right? But then Sister Moxie came on and she said, I never even had to drive. And I said, now, that if that ain't favor, I don't know what is. Like, God will get us there despite what we wow. know, our abilities, our inabilities. When God says so, it's so. So I just had yeah. to sit, um, get back on the line and mention God's favor. You know, we might not have the instructions. We might not even deserve to be where we're going because we don't even got the gears to get there. But when God says so, it's the ultimate decision. So thank you for letting me speak again. Amen. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you so much for sharing. Uh, There was someone else who was getting ready to speak as well. 
That was me. That was Lisa right along with, I think that was Con Kim, what she just said about um, God and giving us favor. Um, and Moxie, you sound good. I just want to say that. Uh, amen. We want to acknowledge that. I didn't start driving until I went away into the military. Um, my sister drove me around in Aunt Clara, AC Transit. But I got everywhere I needed to go, right? But my sister was my chauffeur, so I didn't have to drive until I got in the military and left home. So um, I want to say, I just am reminded about this story. I, I When I was in the military and we were in Spokane, Washington, I had a friend, and we went to the club, the NCO club on base. And she got so wasted. And I had to drive back, and it was a truck stick. And the way I was driving that car, the police pulled us over. Oh, I'm going to tell you about the grace of God. I had been drinking, but <laughs> my excuse was I don't know how to drive this stick shift, and I'm just trying to get her home. <laughs> when I tell you the grace of God will cover you in your stupidity, <laughs> my God. And we were trucking along because I really didn't know how to drive. But I guess the police officer, the security guy on base police, yeah, he, he must have felt sorry for me because he let me go. He let me try to truck back to my door. Lisa, 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 Lord, you just, if Brother E on this line, he probably didn't faint it. Now you didn't talk about drinking in the military. Oh, Jesus. I just got to tell the truth. Right? <laughs> That was the grace of God because it could have been horrible. You know, young, not thinking, but driving that stick, and I was able to blame the stick for the reason why I was driving the way I was. I was just chucking along, butt putting. (laughs) But God, rich in mercy. Thank you, Father. In my foolishness. Thank you, Father. And I was mad at her for getting drunk when she couldn't get us back. (laughs) Listen, when you think about all that God has uh, forgiven us for, and that's what you said, you were there too. Drive her, and then mm-hmm. what? 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 Moxie not gonna do to me this morning is make me lose his lashes hanging off with talking her dad. Girl, do you know? I, that's so. That's an honor. That's a blessing. I have tears thinking about how you still. That's that's even when I'm driving my mama sometimes because she 80 and she drives. She got a lead foot. I'm like, okay, it, it's a blessing. So just take that and 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 like I said, timing is nothing. You were 30. I couldn't even imagine having. My dad, my mom, or anybody driving me around until I was 30 because I was going some places I needed to be able to get there. I didn't want to say that. I turned some corners, y'all. You know, you had no business going in places. Handling my business. (laughs) Yeah. God is God is so good. And and must I say, you guys, I miss that relationship so much. Those conversations, just listen to his music, cause you can't, you could touch his radio. You know, <laughs> I mean, he was just, I just miss his smell, his everything, everything. Wow, that's beautiful. Beautiful, baby. And she is not telling no tale. That man drove her around till she was almost thirty. Be there <laughs> so fast. And look, when it was time to come pick me up, he got a fuss. He said I had too many people with me and all this old stuff. You got too many kids. You did they just let him on the call. He was there. So I had to find other people to drive me around because I didn't know how to drive either. What a blessing. Now that sounds like a whole nother sermon all in itself. Having your father drive you around. When your father's behind the steering wheel, come on now. <laughs> okay, that's a whole declaration, somebody, Mona. I, 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 I see it. 
And listen, for me, y'all, that's the same thing as a little girl. And those who are from Richmond know how downtown Richmond used to look. We lived on First Street. And just from going to First Street to 23rd Street, to me back then, seemed like a whole parade. <laughs> down, You know, just driving down that street seemed so long as a little girl. But, Mona, when you said the smell, to this day I still smell. Y'all remember those little, um, the little drip air fresheners? I don't think they make them no more. They would clip in the car and they were like a uh, pine tree or Strawberry. Yes. I, I, that, my, and then them Apple hats and them eight track cassettes. And yes. <laughs> so, Mona, thank you for taking me uh, down memory lane because it's hard sometimes. But for me, that helps me. I put on my voyage to Atlantis. Everybody know me and my daddy. I was my song, and I'm good. So just, just know I, them daddy. Those daddy stories are just great. Yes. Yes, they are. Amen. <laughs> You know okay. what, Sister Mona's, um, sorry, Sister Mona's no. um, her sister kind of reminded me, too, of another favor of God, because sometimes we are looking for God to do the same thing for us that he does for somebody else, and we don't realize he's going to send the answer. You know, he had to, you know, put her in position to utilize other people, but she still got from point A to point B. So sometimes it just takes, you know, just lining up with God and just receiving what he has for us and not necessarily what he has for somebody else, even though he is our father. Sometimes we feel like it should be equal, even our earthly fathers, our earthly mothers. But, you know, what God has for us is for us, you know, and can't nobody else have. Yeah. So he'll... It's funny that you're saying this. Oh, my God. God is so amazing. It is, And that's the way he dropped it in uh, my spirit, especially dealing with my sister. We are a year and a half apart by the date day and um we so connected and um separating from her to allow her to do what she do and i me do what i do you know getting direction from god has been really really hard for me but god has been having me really sit and allow my sister to find her own strength and in, in things that she needs to do and it's been so so hard for me but it's God, and I know it's him because it's so much that she has to offer, and she looks for me to be right there and do this and do that, and it's, that is not the way um, God wants us to operate all the time because it um, handicapped us both in, in, in a lot of ways of, of hindrance, you know. So I'm grateful to hear that confirmation um, of what you just said, sister. I appreciate you. Thank you. Amen. Um, hello there. This, this is uh, Marv. Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, I'm just sitting here listening because I just happened to pop on. You know, I'm still at work and I have a lot of things going on. But I just wanted to share, too, um, you know, and I was listening to how everyone was sharing and I was hearing certain things coming about in regards to dads helping out, dads doing this and dads doing that. And and from the father's perspective, you know, sometimes um, dads feel like it's a need to do certain things for certain ones. Now, I had a group of girls. Pretty much everybody went to driving except for my youngest one. She didn't want to drive until she got into her 20s. But she wasn't comfortable driving. And so we tended to do a lot for her as far as driving her here, driving her there, because she wasn't comfortable. She wasn't ready. And and so, you know, a lot of times God looks at us the same way. 
and there are times where he has to nurture certain individuals a little bit longer than others in certain areas because they're just not ready. But when the time comes and life presents itself in such a way where if they have a need, um, they have a time to get ready, um, it makes a difference. And, and you know, and that, that's one the wonderful thing, just to know that you have a Heavenly Father that's able to just nurture you to the point until you're ready to do what needs to be done. And everything doesn't always have to be on someone else's time frame. Um, I saw a video not too long ago where there was a little boy who was driving a truck. And this young man, he was like, you know, he couldn't have been but maybe 11, 12 years of age. But yet he was switching gears on a truck, semi-truck, driving it down the road. But yet you got others that wouldn't be able to do that. And it's okay because when your time comes, you will get ready, and God will push you out there to, like pushing the bird out the nest. Life will prevent itself in such a way where you have to do what needs to be done. And I just wanted to share that because I truly believe that God loves caring for us in such a way until we're ready. Amen. Amen. Good, sir. That's beautiful. And another quick thing is, look, when my dad, this is Catherine again, when my dad taught me how to drive, I remember the first time he um, um, started teaching me, he got on the freeway. He made me get on the freeway. He said, stay in this one lane and go straight and get out. He said, don't go to the left, don't go to the right, just stay right here, baby. And I remember getting over there. I was scared to death, but I'm on there in that one lane. That that just opened my eyes to stay on the straight path, you know, Come stay on. on the straight path and, 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 and go one way. Lord God, thank you, Jesus. I bless you. That that's, that's the instructions my dad gave me when he first put me in the car at 20, I think I drove about a year before Mona, so yeah, about 28 too. You know, um, stay straight right here on the freeway. He had put me right there on 17th uh, in, in Oakland, and I had to get off right there on 51st. But he put me in that lane, that one lane, and I had to go straight. And I was scared to death, but I went. Boy, God, thank you. I love this declaration this morning. It's just a talk in so many different levels because at first I was like, oh, my goodness, I ain't never drove a, a stick either. But I'm listening to the different shifts mm -hmm. and the different pressures and all this that was brought out of it, which was still great. But um, Ramona opened the door of, you know, not being able to drive and then uh, driving the automatic. Lord God, thank you. I appreciate you guys. Thanks. And I love you so much, sis. But let me tell y'all something. It is so true. Um, as far as it could be a handicap now, I don't know. I don't, you know, you can see it that way because we're older and God is have a different path for me. But at the same time, y'all, it just, ever since I was a little girl, you know what I'm saying? Even in my dreams and everything, my sister always been there for me. She always, just always was the one that wanted to get the boogeyman. She was the one that wanted to get the double in the dream. And it was just like, for me, it's like the connection that I have for her, I know I can win when she's by my side. It's like, I know it. It's like something comes over me if I know I got my sister right there. And it's just, I know 
know that it's something he want to do with me on my own. I get that. But it's just like I automatically flunk back to her because it's just like I, it's, he helped me with that, like I said, with the boogeyman, even within myself. It's crazy, but it's true. It's, I, don't know, I, don't, I don't know what to do without her. But I know hey, God is telling me that he's giving me everything that I need. He keeps telling me this. And I just, it's like the fear sometimes paralyzes me to the point where I just run to her instead of running to God. You know what I mean? Ah, she just yeah. always and let me tell you, Samoa is stronger than what she thinks. She has been a help to me in so many different ways. And in some ways, she wants me. I don't have the answer. You know, I don't, it's going to be the right direction. And I want her to go the right way, you know, so she can help pull me as well. You know what I'm saying? Uh, once you give Mona a, a thing to do, you know, um, she she know she know how to uh get in where she fit in and just go go woo woo woo. But for me, I'm a little procrastinator and I need help in that area too as well. I pray for our strength, you know. Um, I just need help too. And um, when she pull at me, kind of get me off the track of what I'm supposed to be doing for me and and mine. And you know, I'm worried about her and hers and. We, you know, it's just crazy, but um, God is good, and my sister, no, yeah. I am there for her, you know, and we'll be there for her, but where I can, you know, we, we, to me, we hinder each other by trying to, you know, get sidetracked on what she doing, what she got going, the comparison come through, you know, the enemy coming in different ways like that, so I have learned to step back and allow God to help me and her in a way that get us out the way and allow him to do the work, you know? I mean, do the help, and we do the work. So, uh, Mona, don't go there, sis. Please allow God to help you in the way that he wants to. Please. You got it. It's our, the victory is already there. You just got to get it. Yeah. Glory, glory. Uh, thank you guys all for your share. Um, oh, catch all of it but yeah she said her father he um taught her how to mm -hmm. sing he loved to sing she loved singing with her father he sung in a choir and she said he sings really really good mm -hmm. amen amen well, the, the boogeyman is there 
accept on his death. Hey, I want to um, bring up something that I don't know if we saw or heard right when Catherine was talking and she kept saying that um, her father told her to stay straight. Yeah. Um, here's the thing. She she talked about him giving her instructions. The thing is, we got to follow the instructions oh, of the media. father. Yeah. We got to. <laughs> and, and, and guess what? The reason why she was able to follow, even though she was scared, is because she trusted him. Come on now. Mm-hmm. Do, do we trust our daddy? Because when he's telling us to do something, it's not to hurt us. It's to get us to the destination, the quickest wow. way, the best way, the way that he knows. And he won't send us through the wilderness if we're obedient, because in the wilderness, there's some giants over there waiting, trying to stop us from getting through. Yeah. Read Exodus 13 and 17, I believe it is, how he had to intentionally lead them, not the shortest route, but the safest route. Because if he sent them the shortest route, they would have saw the giants, would have got fearful, and would have went back. Mm-hmm. He already knows. So thank you, sis, for bringing that out. I just hear um, that I felt like we needed to bring that out, not overlook that. You, you were able to go on that freeway, and I know exactly where you talked about, grew up up there. Get on that freeway and get off safely because you entrusted your life to the one who gave you instructions, your daddy. And that's what we're doing for wow. our dad. Come on now. Wow, sis, thank you so much for that. Ooh, obedience. Mm. Yeah, that's a problem with that trying to do stuff the way I want to and always get in trouble. So, yes, thank you so much. Yeah, that's what you must have did in the um, parking lot because you ran into the gate, and that's why he swore not to teach me, remember? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was so mad at me. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. Lord. But I, I love the way you broke that down. Because I was thinking the same thing when she was speaking about, you know, just listening and trusting and being obedient and, you know, putting your trust in uh, your life in the one who gave you life, you know, and just, you know, continuing to, you know, be obedient to his instruction and the direction that he was telling her to go, because that was the way that was going to be the safest for her. That was beautiful. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Pamela. This is Trina, the finisher. Thank you for your declaration. I want to share my my short story of my car. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So with my with me with my mother, I think my mother. She taught me about faith. You know. so my, I wanted a car, and I wanted a stick shift. That was my first car I wanted to do. And what I did to use that, to use my faith, I literally went outside in my um, driveway and played like that. I was um, driving my stick shift car. I literally did, shifting gears and, you know, and everything. So I did, I did get, uh, get bought my car on my own. And, and my dad, he had to teach me how to drive a stick because I didn't know how to drive a stick. So he taught taught me how to drive in one night. So I learned about that one night. And also, uh, someone mentioned about um, your, your uh, father taking you on the freeway. My mother took me on the freeway for my <laughs> when I was driving. She said, 
the freeway is the best way to learn how to drive in the in the streets because there's no stopping and going, stopping and going, just go. So thank you so much for your declaration. Have a great day, everyone. Yeah, well, thank you so much for your share. Wow. So many. Good morning. Yes, good morning. Hi, good morning. This is Tenacious T or Tracy, because I heard there's another Tracy. I don't know how you would obviously Tenacious T. You guys brought back so many memories of my first experience with the six year. My dad gave me $3,000 for my first car because I was a straight A student. And the only cars available at that time were um, manual transmission for that price. So he gave me some friends of his that could show me how to drive a stick since he didn't know. And every day I went out in this car that I bought, it was a Fiat, black, looked like a bumblebee car, black and yellow. And can you believe every day I go out with a gentleman that he provided and I was failing. But one day on the fourth day, one of his friends said, you know what, it, how you do this, Tracy, you have to think of a scale. And when, when you put a weight on one side, you have to release the same amount of balance on the other foot. So can you believe that was the secret? that I picked up, like, okay, when one foot goes in, the other one should be releasing at the same time. And I haven't bought a manual transmission car since that day, but over the years, someone has said, oh, can you drive my car? I got to go to the shop, and you bring it with me, this other car, and they'll tell me all of a sudden it's a manual. And I said, oh, my God, it's been decades since I drove. It, it works every time. I could feel confident. Of the secret. So what God is showing me in this that you have to have balance with me. You have yeah. to know when the do your thing versus my thing. And I just thank the Lord for this revelation that He gave me for this talk that I need so much balance in my life. I want the Lord. It's like I'm totally free, retired, and every day I wake up and the consistent things is prayer and walking about five miles a day, but everything else seems like chaos. And I, I just want you sisters and brothers to pray for me that I'll find that balance because I know I'm in the war, warfare right now in my life, and I want it to be the Lord's battle as he promised because this is a battle I can't handle by myself. So just continue to pray for me and my household and my family. That's the biggest trial of my life. And I just want to win. He's the victorious one. So help me, Lord, to have that balance so I can release it to you in Jesus' name. Thank you for your prayer. Thank you so much for sharing. Good morning. This is Prosperous Pam. Um, I just wanted I wanted to just chime in. I'm, this has been one of those mornings. I haven't been, on, been able to be on the call consistently. I've had to dial in and then I've heard some great comments and then get back off and then get back in. But um, one of the things that I really, um, there are two things. When when you were um, doing your declaration, Pamela, you had mentioned about the um, stick shift and going into different gears and shifts. And it reminded me, I'm just speaking this out there because I don't know um, what God wants me to know or if anything, if it was just a dream, but I just have these odd dreams. And it reminded me of a dream that I recently had, which was trying to go fast in, in the first gear. 
have a, a, a actual stick shift car. Um, so I'm seeking that out because I know if God wants me to know something, I, I don't know what that's about, um, that um, it will come. So I just thank you for even giving that example. That was amazing because it was tied into just even a dream that I had that was really interesting. And then secondly, there were some talk about um, on the call that so always touches my heart when I hear people talking about their father. Not our, we have our heavenly father, and then but then their earthly father and uh, some of you know how much I love and miss mine. And there was a, gen a gentleman who got on the line and he said that um, as a father, um, earthly father, he, you know, had different children, but he knew what certain ones needed certain things. And that's how our God is. And it reminded me of my earthly father. I miss him so much because he would just, he, if I needed something, he would go do it. And I think he saw, I believe, I don't know, he saw that maybe I wouldn't have that accessible to me all the time like he must have known something because I have to get it feels like I have to get every go after everything I need I can't I don't lean on anybody there's nobody who I can say hey can you go do this for me can you I feel like my life has just been I have to do it so he was always there I just remember that about him if there was something I needed he would stop and do it like he knew something so I don't know if that makes any sense but I'm just thankful for the dialogue and conversation today um, we have the victory in Jesus' name, and I'm continuing walking this thing out. So God bless everyone. Thanks for listening. Amen. Amen. Yes, I know you are so thankful and praising God for the time that you had your father with you and uh, you know, the things he was able to show you and do for you. Thank God for that. Sister Pamela, I just want to be on the couch with you this morning. Um, <laughs> as the sister was talking about her father placing her in the first lane, my son was blessed 18 years old. He just moved out to his first apartment. Yesterday was my first day of the So he seasoned. He wanted to get his driver's license through driver's ed at 15, got his license at 16. He's a fairly good driver. I trust him. But he went and rented this U-Haul that he insisted on driving. And so when he was driving to his home, I asked him, please do not switch lanes, stay in one lane, just go forth to your location. And it kind of reminded me of God when we're already through this season, he's taken us through and he elevates us. He may bring us back to step one again. And my son didn't understand like, mom, I know how to drive, but he didn't realize these are more treacherous waters. You know what I mean? So I just, that kind of was placed on my heart, how God does us as we're moving into a new season. You know, we may feel like, well, I've already been through this. Sometimes the best training is retraining. Sometimes he's putting us in position to be postured because he's taking us higher. So that's what hit my heart this morning, sis. Thank you for letting me share again and again and again. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much for sharing. I really appreciate it. Is there anyone else who'd like to share or say anything? Reflect. Well, let's um, go ahead and close out this morning. I really appreciate all of your sharing and um, the uh, just the the beautiful um, conversation that we've had uh, this morning. Um, so great to hear so many of your sounds. Um, and yeah, we've been back and forth with our 
my parents and you know it's just been really difficult sometimes to get calls and so I just am so grateful to uh, be on this morning and to hear all your sound and you know just um, praying that um, God will just continue to bless and be with each of you. Um, let's just go ahead and close out in a word of prayer if there's not anyone else who has any comments. Father God, we just come to you this morning just thanking you, God, for, you know, just an opportunity to come before your throne, God. God, we just thank you, God, for the opportunity to praise you, God, and to exalt you, God, because you are an awesome God. You are amazing. God. You make so many provisions for us, God. God, you know us better than we know ourselves, God. So we thank you, God, in the midst of our pressure and uh, things that we go through and circumstances and situations we go through in, in life, even in the midst of this pandemic, God, we just give you praise. We exalt you, God. We thank you, God, for for how good you are, God, and how um, you are constantly guiding us, God, just as you guided Peter and uh, as he kept his eyes on you, God, help us keep our eyes on you forever on you, God. Help us to be persistent in our praise, God, to you, God. God, we pray, Lord, for balance, God. Uh, one of one of uh, the declarers stated that they wanted balance in their life, God. We pray for balance, God. We pray, God, that you would help us all be obedient, God. We pray, Lord, that you would give us direction, God, in our life, God. We pray, Lord, that you would just give us strength, God, as we go through our everyday, God. God, we thank you for our friends, God. We thank you for our families, God. We thank you for uh, our, our, our loved ones, those who are closest to us, God. We thank you for our parents and our fathers, God. We thank you for being our heaven, God. God, we just thank you, God, for uh, this morning, God. We thank you for... Uh, the conversation and the declaration, God, and I just pray, Lord, that you would bless each listener now, God, God, that you would speak into each of their lives, God, meet them right where they are, God, God, we pray, Lord, that you would bless them and strengthen them, God, whatever they're going through, God, meet their need right now in the name of Jesus, God, and we will not hesitate to give you all the glory and the praise continually, God, and all the thanksgiving, God. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Love you all for life. Don't forget of uh, marriage matters. Um, and I will try to put in the um, chat um, on Facebook uh, the, some of the scriptures that I used today, um, along with um, the link um, for those of you talked about what? wanting to. Couch. I said, I'll, I'll put the, the link to Screen. the scriptures. Uh-uh. Put your phone on mute, please. Please put your phone on mute. Go ahead, Anna. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll put the links to the scriptures that um, I uh, pointed out today, as well as, um, you know, those of you who are talking about sitting on my couch. <laughs> Um, I'll put a link to my podcast, too, where we do a lot of um, talking about stress and anxiety and things like that. Some of you guys are dealing with that. Um, so love you all the life. Enjoy your Monday. And don't forget about Marriage Matters.
Thank you.